The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Hey, welcome back to Grace in Focus, this daily podcast and radio broadcast of the Grace Evangelical Society. We are in the book of Habakkuk with Ken Yates, David Renfro, and Bob Wilkin as they continue this short series, this Old Testament book, this minor prophet. And today our study takes us to this point. Be sure about this. People and nations never get away with sin and evil. God will see to it that the right thing is done about it. There will be a proper accounting, and I'm sure that you will be encouraged by this episode. Now I want to remind you of our website, faithalone.org. Faithalone.org. There you can find many resources that can help you in your quest to know more about free grace. There are many articles, blogs, videos. There's even a magazine called Grace in Focus with a free subscription. And I must tell you about our exciting national conference coming up in May. That's May the 22nd through the 25th. And if you haven't already, I hope you'll begin making plans to be here with us. You will really enjoy all the times of teaching and fellowship. Some of the kindest and best-humored Christians in all the world come to our national conference. And it's going to be in a family-friendly place, so bring your family to Camp Copus in Denton, Texas, right close to our headquarters. And you are invited. That's May the 22nd through the 25th. Make plans now. There is all kinds of information, registration details on our website, faithalone.org. All right, let's get on with today's program. Here are the gentlemen of Grace in Focus. Welcome back, everybody, to Grace in Focus. And we're here again with David Renfro and Ken. We're uh, glad to have you in town. Oh, thank you. It's good to be here. All right. Now, we're back at Chapter 2 of Habakkuk, and we're going to try to go from verse 5 to verse 20. So let's. there's five woes in three verses each, starting in verse 6, but five kind of leads into the woes. Correct. Verse 5 is kind of the summary of how the Lord evaluates the wicked. Notice what he says here. Indeed, because he transgresses by wine, he's a proud man. He does not stay at home because he enlarges his desire as hell, and he is like death and cannot be satisfied. He gathers to himself all nations and heaps up for himself all peoples. Wow, that's a lot, isn't it? But what that you know what it means is is that this country, you know, Babylon, the Chaldeans, these evil people that are so proud cannot be satisfied. That's why he uses this phrase. He enlarges his, his desire as hell. Hell is uh, the Hebrew word sheol, the grave. The grave, right. You right. Know, and, and, it's, and it's never satisfied. It's never, it's never full. You can't say the grave is full. And that's the whole picture here is these proud people can never, ever be satisfied. Essentially, what he's saying here is that any proud person is also the same way. I want more. Whatever I have is not enough. I'm not satisfied. I want more, and I will do anything to get it. The Lord is indicting the Chaldeans for that, being that very way. Instead of being a country grateful that they grew because of the Lord's blessing, they're saying, we did it ourselves, and we're not going to be we're not going to be satisfied with just conquering a few countries. We're going to be we want the whole world. So even though, there are wicked people, and even though God says 
that they're this way, yet God's going to use them to judge Israel. Right. These are an incredibly evil people that the Lord, the holy God, is going to use to discipline and correct an incredibly evil people, meaning his own covenant people, the Jews. Yeah. And that's that's been the problem with in Habakkuk's mind this whole time. But the fact that the Lord essentially indicts the Chaldeans for being horrible people, they're proud, what the Lord is saying is they're going to pay for that. It's not going to be that way all the time. Yes, they're my instrument of judgment, but don't get the idea they're going to get away with it. And so that is the intro. Now that the Lord has passed the indictment down on the Chaldeans, he now describes what's going to happen to them. And the way he does this in verses 6 through 20 of chapter 2 is with five woes. And each woe is three verses long. Verse 6, will not all these take up a proverb against him and a taunting riddle against him and say, woe to him who increases what is not his How long? There's that first woe in verse 6. And the hymn is, and by the way, in 5, it's the same way. A third person singular is used to refer to the nation. A whole bunch of people. Yeah. Okay. Keep in mind, we're dealing with poetry. Mm -hmm. And so some of the words and the images here are used in a particular way to drive home the point, emphasize the point, and also maybe for uh, memorization purposes as well. So you have the five woes here where the Lord is pronouncing judgment upon the Chaldeans. The first one says, uh, like I said, woe to him who increases what is not his, how long? And to him who loads himself with many pledges, will not your creditors rise up suddenly? Will they not awaken who oppress you? Then you will become their booty. (laughs) One way to say this is essentially the Chaldeans are pillaging everybody. For their own gain, right? Right. But what the Lord is saying, the pillager will become the pillaged. You're you're going to get it. Yeah. Right. What, what comes around goes around. Exactly. Yeah. You reap what you sow. Right. So this first woe, this one word to describe this woe is pillager. That's what the Chaldeans are doing. But then the pillager becomes the pillaged. And guess who pillages the who? pillager? The pillaged. In other words, the people themselves that were conquered by the Chaldeans will rise up and then pillage Babylon. And indeed, that does happen in in about oh, 75, 80 years. Yeah. So the first woe in verse 6 through 8 is the pillager. And then in verse 9, you have woe to him who covets evil gain for his house, that he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the power of disaster. You know, in other words, it's not enough for me to have everything. I want it to be safe. I'm going to put it in a, a nest. A nest is supposed to be a safe place where you can get away from danger. And that's the picture here. But notice what it says. It says, verse 10, you, you give shameful counsel to your house, cutting off many peoples and sin against your soul. For the stone will cry out from the wall and the beam from the timbers will answer it. See, this is picturesque, poetic language, and it it really is talking about that last part, the beam and the stone will be witnesses to the the Chaldeans' demise. It's like all of a sudden now, the stones that make up the city of Babylon, the beams that put it all together are now, you know, they're people watching. They're personalized, and they're going to watch what happens. 
I'm just curious. It, it seems to me that the poetry here, verses 9 through 11, is they've built their home with what they've robbed from other people, so their home now is going to bear witness against them. In other, it right. seems to me that that's the poetry that's going on here. Right. And see, the bad part about this, and this is part of the Lord's case against them, is that they built these nests, meaning it's probably okay to say that the nests are their cities, their walled cities, and they built it by their own efforts, not giving the Lord the credit. They think they built it. It's all about me, that kind of thing. We've and become wealthy. We made ourselves wealthy. Well, and this wealth that is all around us, which has come from other people, it is going to be a witness when, you, when you're drugged through the streets. Right. And right. When, when the Lord judges these Chaldeans, all the cities will be, will be witnesses right. to that. And so the, the word here to summarize this woe is plotter. They plot, I'm going to make a nest. I'm going to be safe. I'm, you know, this is all part of a, a plan. And then when everything crashes to the ground, the beams and the stone of the city walls will be witnesses to it because they will witness what the Lord does to the Chaldeans. See how picturesque this language is? Sure. It's amazing. And then uh, the third woe is in verse 12. Woe to him who builds a town with bloodshed, who establishes a city by iniquity. Behold, is it not of the Lord of hosts that the people's labor to feed the fire and nations weary themselves in vain for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Now, what in the world is that all talking about? First of all, the Chaldeans built their cities by killing their enemies. So that's building it by bloodshed. Exactly. Babylon was built on the blood of their conquest. That's, that's history. What it says here is the Lord of hosts, by the way, folks, when it says Lord of hosts, it's Lord of Armies. Armies, right. You know, the, the Hebrew there is Yahweh Tzabaot, and Tzabaot means armies, plural, and the Lord of Armies. In other words, just like they went out on, on military campaigns, the Lord is going to conquer them using his own hosts, his own armies. But these people are just violent. That's the whole point of this woe. This woe is the promoter of violence. They shed blood. They built their cities doing that. Verse 15 is the next woe. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbor, pressing him to your bottle, even to make him drunk that you may look on his nakedness. This goes another step. This gets into the area of another type of morality, isn't it? Sexual immorality. Now, it's one thing to be immoral to slaughter the innocent. But those who survive, hey, we're going to use for our own fun. We're going to get them drunk and abuse them. Believe me, the Chaldeans were very good at that, as most pagan societies were. He talks about the Lord's cup. The cup is the Lord's cup of retribution. Notice how he says in verse 16, he says, You are filled with shame instead of glory. You also drink and as exposed as uncircumcised. The cup of the Lord's right hand will be turned against you. That cup is the cup of his divine judgment. He's going to pour out, if you will, his judgment upon the Chaldeans. Verse 18 is the last one. This one here is fascinating because it says, What profit is the image that its maker should carve it, the molded image, teacher of lies, the maker of the mold? What are we talking about there? People that make idols, pagans. Verse 19 is where the woe is. This woe is essentially the pagan idolater, and he will be judged by the Holy Lord. So you have the pillager, the plotter, the promoter of violence, 
the debaucher and now the pagan idolater. And they are all worthy of God's judgment as, as God is holy. And the judgment is coming. The judgment is coming. Take it to the bank. All right. Well, thank you, David. And we're looking forward to the last chapter and the last three verses especially. And even in Habakkuk, you need to keep grace in focus. Thank you, gentlemen, for that great discussion. Did you miss an episode of Grace in Focus that you really wanted to hear? Just come to faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We have all our past episodes right there on the site. In addition, we have all kinds of free resources available for you. It's all designed to help you mature and grow in your understanding of Scripture. So come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On this program, we keep our requests for financial partners to a minimum. But if you are interested in becoming a financial partner with Grace in Focus, you can find out how to do that at faithalone.org. Our team is really great about answering questions, comments, and feedback. If you've got some, we hope to hear from you. Let me give you our email address so you can do just that. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. Next time on Grace in Focus, God has given Habakkuk his answer, and Habakkuk has to respond to that now. What will he say? Join us next time. This is the Grace Evangelical Society. Until next time, let's keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.